You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always is my good friend, Jay from the hills of Texas. And how goes it tonight? Well, well it goes that we're concluding your visit I know. to my place and all the shenanigans that fell in between. I know. It's my last day tonight. It, it is. It is. And I'm sporting a... Uh... <laughs> yeah, okay, folks. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm sporting again, a new look. Once again, the podcast doesn't do this justice, but I am looking at an inverse raccoon. <laughs> That's the only way I can kind of describe it. Well, let me tell you, it was nice. This, this last two weeks has had weather that was ran the whole gamut. It was Freeze, almost freezing weather. Yeah, almost freezing weather and cloudy, rainy. Mm-hmm. It was uh, some days were super uber windy, uh, but and today was the piece de resistance. And it was a record. And it was a record high. Yep. It was ninety one degrees today in Texas, and not a cloud in the sky. And the wind was right down the runway, but. Gusty at times and dead at times. It was kind of strange. It was, yeah, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. So, um, but we decided, um, actually, we called Jim and we said, hey, it's my last day today. And, and so he, uh, he said, well, I'm going to bring out some, we're going to really, you know, send you off with a bang and I'm going to bring some good planes. So we loaded up the whole truck. We took, That's true. We took a whole bunch of stuff. You now, dug out. The good part is, is that we got my radio working. So now correct. That, 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 that is correct. Opened up the inventory of things that we that I have in my rack. Yeah, I think we mentioned on our last podcast that uh, you had, you know, we had reset the radio. We got it working. Uh, we rebound a bunch of the airplanes that we had, you know, taken the FR Sky stuff out of right. and put the Spectrum stuff back in. Uh, and today was our day to kind of go out and say, okay, we're going to spend the whole day flying. So about nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, we rolled out to the field with a truckload of of, yep. of airplanes and batteries, had, and batteries. We had the uh, L thirty nine again. We had the uh, Cessna three ten that you dug out of a box and got That's all true. ready to go. Uh, we had the uh, two and a half meter uh, ASW twenty eight glider. That's true. We had the Radjet, I think, that you had dug out of a box somewhere and right. wanted to fly. Old, we had old the Hobby th- King plane. Yeah, we had the Tough Wing. Uh, we had your three meter glider. Uh, which surprisingly enough, we never even got to. Yeah, it just got too <laughs> just windy. Windy, but uh, we got out there, and then uh, as soon as we showed up, Jim rolled out a beautiful. What is it, an Acro Master? I guess highly modified Great Plains. Yeah, it's a giant. What is it? A giant. I think it's a uh, an Acro, Acro Master. Acro, Acro Master. That doesn't sound right. Aeromaster. It was a giant Aeromaster. All right, so we got there, and Jim rolled out a beautiful giant Aeromaster. Now, it's been highly modified. Yes. So modified that it looks nothing like, <laughs> nothing the, like the, the actual Aeromaster. aircraft. Right. Because uh, I have one. It's that's in a correct. Box. Yeah, yep, you do yeah, have one. It, it doesn't look anything like mine. Nope, he recovered it in the uh, the black, silver, and yellow uh, scheme of the the Pitts S12, the yes. air show. The same one that I have, actually. Yes. You got me. Uh, he put a big cowling on it. It's actually a, a Sukhoi or something cowling, or a Yak-54 cowling, I think. And then he extended the elevator and the rudder, made them bigger. Bigger, right. But he did so internally. He didn't just add something to it. He actually rebuilt it, uh, lo- you know, bigger rudder, longer, bigger, right. 
longer elevator. And I think it's got a some kind of a 60 motor or something in it. He told me, and I Gas motor, yeah. It's a gas motor. So anyway, he brings it out, puts it all together, and he's like, wow, I'm ready to fly this, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, great, you know. Which is, it'd been sitting in the shop for the past three years. Uh, he said that he actually flew it uh, recently, but it's still been several months. Three he years? He had it out. No, but he, t- <laughs> he told me that he's flown it. Oh, he did? Then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think he's had it for maybe that long or however long he's had it, uh, but he did say that he had flown it months ago or at least had it out and i know that he had it out on his bench and was working on it just recently in the last couple of days yeah, last he, couple of i know weeks. i know he rebuilt the car before he brought it out that that's remember, what he said i remember yeah. that's what he had done with it yeah he had rebuilt the car so pulled that out and then uh i think we jumped out and flew what did we fly first we flew uh i don't know i can't well, remember <laughs> yeah i know well that's first of all though days the, over the reason i uh, you know i told you uh, we have the uh, what is that plane there? Uh, the Cessna three ten, right? Correct. Yeah. The reason yep. that I broke that out of the box, out of one of my storage boxes, and put it together oh, was because that's correct. You know, very mournfully, I lost my P fifty one Mustang. Yeah, we actually did an episode on that one uh, not, uh, last season, right? Where yes. we talked about your P fifty one has shot. You know, where you had to put all the shot. I had to put all the shot in it, right? To <laughs> yeah. get the balance out. Yeah, and so we uh, since we had the Spectrum radio back. Uh, mm-hmm. That wasn't today. It was, it was the day yesterday. Before. Yeah, the day it was yesterday. Before. Uh, but we went out yesterday, and uh, and he was going to fly the P fifty one. So he got it airborne, right? And we uh, were going. He were going around. He were just about ready to hand me the sticks. I was. Ah, uh, let's back up a little bit because I br- I pulled the airplane out of the rack yes. and looked it over, and I plugged oh, it in. Yes. Something was going clack clack clack. I didn't know what it was. Right, right. So be- oh, okay. So back up even more. So basically, I was working on something on the bench. Mm-hmm. So Mike was sitting around. He goes, well, what planes are we going to go and bring out for Thursday or whatever day we were going out? And I said, uh, well, let's take out the P-51. And he's like, okay, what do we need for it? And I go, uh, take some five-cell battery and some other stuff. Uh, I said, go check it out. And he's like, okay. So he pulls it off the rack, and he starts. that's when he started playing yeah, with it. playing with it. He powered it up and then uh, found, the, found the model in my radio, in my radio and, and started playing with everything. And I said, yeah, I have a couple of, you know, couple of mixes, or I might have some other stuff in there. So just play around with the radio, figure, figure out what's going on. Um, because I wanted him to take a look at the gyro settings and some other stuff. Right. So you were there, and you're pulling back, and you go, I, I hear this clack, 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 clack. And he goes, why do you have it doing that? And I go, doing what? <laughs> And he goes, your aileron servo is making that clacking noise. And I go, I don't. Yeah, wasn't I, make, wasn't, wasn't making a clacking noise the last time I touched it. And he's right. like, well, what could it be? And I go, dude, you're checking it out. I'm busy doing this. And hence and forth, you found out it yep, was. Yeah, we found out. So these uh, servos that you have in there have adjustable control arms. And uh, I know you've probably seen them, but they're plastic. And they they're, there's a square piece. And then you put the servo arm in there. And then you screw the servo arm down in yeah, because they have like a ratchet. Yeah, like a ratchet system on there. So uh, he had those in there, and this particular one, for some reason, the it was moving. It was moving. And so I asked him, I said, well, this is moving. Is, should it move? And he said no. And and, I, and so I, I measured everything. I got the, you know, looked at the other one. I took the servo actually out, uh, got it all, you know, fixed up, and I cinched the, uh, you know, the screw down to where it's all tight, and it worked fine. Everything worked great. So now we're out of the field right. yesterday. Fast forward back <clears throat> Fast forward back of the field. Uh, you took it up. And what you were doing on the bench was actually your new batteries. You got two new 5,000. Uh, I did. Uh, one, one of the hobby stores, uh, there was a notice that I was going out of business. I got these right. uh, five-cell batteries, brand new, 
fantastic price. And I was, you know, now I had like four four batteries for this plane. So I was all happy and we'd be able to fly for a long time. Sure. So I, I was going to put one of those in and I said, well, you know what? I'll just grab my, you know, old standby. And I know it's weight wise. It's good. And everything's whatever. So we, we put that battery in familiar, familiar. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It was very familiar. So, uh, took the plane off. There weren't too many shenanigans with the taking off. No, um, it was actually fine. Really well. It, it didn't flying. take any trip. Well, no, it, it took off. And as I was fl- climbing out, there was a buzzing sound. Yeah, it did sound like your prop was a little unbalanced. And it sounded like the prop was unbalanced. And I go, hey, what's that? And then um, between Jim and you guys, you were saying, oh, it, it might be the monocoat that's buzzing. Mm-hmm. So, folks, it you know, usually we have a, a thing that if your plane's making noise, a strange noise. Yep, land it. Land the plane and check it out. You know, don't keep <laughs> flying it. So I was about to land. But it it wasn't it wasn't that loud or terrible of a noise. And so when they said, hey, probably have some loose monocote, well, I did notice that the plane had some wrinkles on it. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it because right. the plane is flying solid. Yeah. I was not having any problems. And I was just doing some pattern work and, and just fiddling with the gyro just a little bit with the wind. And like Mike said, I was just sitting there. Do, I'm, I'm putting along. I mean, I wasn't speeding Yeah, along. you weren't doing I, any I low was passes. Cru- I was just cruising. cruising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming past myself. Like Mike said, I was going to give, yeah, I was thinking, I'm like, oh, well, after this, you know, I make this pass, I'll just hand the radio off to Mike so he can fly it. And it just clears the runway, and the plane goes into this right roll. And I look at it, and I go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and I uh, put it in the opposite control, and it just rolled right over and whammo, <laughs> right into the ground. Right, and I'm, I've got my back to the, uh, the field at the time that you're coming down the runway because I was helping with, Jim, do something. He was getting an airplane ready. He was going to mm-hmm. go fly. And all I hear is this, whoa, whoa, whoa. And and I spun around just in time to see this Mustang just do this beautiful slow roll. And I thought, oh, wow, he's doing a slow roll. That's kind of nice. And then it just went, bam, bam. into the ground. And yeah. I was like, I looked at Jay. I go, what are you doing? He's like, it wasn't me. I had no control. And I'm like, what? So we started walking out there because yeah. it obviously was a big mess. And the more, the closer I got, the more my head was, my wheels were turning in my head. And when we got out there, I told him, I said, was this really rolling like hard to the right? And he said, yeah. And I go, I bet I know what this is. And I picked it up and sure enough. It yeah. Was Cause a, the, okay. The, the front of the fuselage toast. The, the motor box. The motor the, box yeah. Something. The, the wings pretty, pretty good shape. Well, yeah. Cause you weren't like screaming. You, no. I mean, you were pretty low to the ground anyway. Yeah, it yeah. Just, uh, I mean, you've got a big motor in there. Yeah. So, and you had all that two pounds of lead shot. Shattered it. But anyway, enough said that he, uh, you know, he wrecked his P 51. So unfortunately and it was a beautiful airplane too. It was a hangar nine. I don't yep. even think they make it anymore, but it was a great flyer. And so as a result, you know, we were like, Oh man, we're going out today. And the P 51 kind of got doinked up. And so you broke out the three ten. Yep. And uh, got it working uh, late Thursday night for today. Yes. So we took that out. Uh, we jumped out of the truck and, uh, you know, kind of fully started flying. And, uh, yeah, I think we um, we flew a couple of the airplanes. You put the ASW together and you flew it. Yeah. And then, that, uh, that I was interested in flying yeah. just because, of, uh, you know, of all the other problems we were having with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was kind of nice to get it out. And, and, and plus, it was such a nice day. It was just oh, yeah. It had some wind, and the yeah. buzzards were out soaring, so you got up there with them, and we're flying it around. I think Jim flew um, 
an airplane or two, and then uh, he broke out the, uh, the giant big yellow master. giant yeah. Aeromaster and uh, and started putting it together. So then Jay flew the 310, and that actually flies really well. I, yeah, I was really right? surprised. Yeah, it's got, uh, you know, for a three-cell battery. It looks a little there. cheesy. <laughs> actually, the, it's not a bad paint job. You painted it uh, red, white, and yellow, well, a little black stripe. It's, uh, well, it actually was a... Uh, it was kind of a gift from a guy up uh, up in Alaska that gave it to me before yeah, I left. Yeah. And he'd kind of, like you see, the fuselage is painted red. Um, and then I just did a tape job over his paint job. Mm-hmm. So just to make it so it could be visible with the with the yellow yellow and black paint or tape. So, uh, you know, make it visible and stuff. But, no, I um, it looks a little cheesy just because, you know, the gears, you know, compared to other gear that, you know, we've been playing with between the uh, L39 with the... Mm-hmm articulating, you know, trailing it, trailing gear. This is just, you know, the old wire stuck oh, in the yeah, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, it, You know. But it takes literally like five feet to get airborne. It takes off really quick. <laughs> That's the part that was yeah, really, the, really surprising. I just actually pulled the elevator all the way back, hammered to the throttle, and I think it, the first bounce, it was already in the air. Right. It uh, hit, the, hit the grass, got the bounce, and took off. Yeah, it took so off. So it actually gave the fun cub. Uh, take off for its money for the flaps with the flaps. That's true. Down. It did, yeah. You know, it was a very short one. takeoff. And it flew great. It was trimmed up really well and uh you know, it just has has some good flying characteristics we had fun. It did. Yeah. You got to yeah. fly super slow too. That's true, I did. I got it flying so super slow, I almost harried it all the way to the ground. Yep. Of course, I almost put the uh, landing gear right through the uh, <laughs> the wings too because it hit a little harder. The, the wind did. was really uh, gusting Gusty. at that point, and I had the airplane literally at a standstill. Yeah, it was and it either was just, on or off. Yeah, and I was coming down like an elevator, really, yep. and uh, I was just doing this Harrier coming down. The and I wind thought, was off. Wow, I got yeah. I was like, <laughs> wow, I really got this. This is going to be impressive. And about two feet above the ground, the wind just went click. Boom. Yeah, just stopped, and the Bam. whole airplane just <laughs> boom. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm on the ground. And everybody kind of had a good chuckle. but So uh, about, about that time, Jim jumped up and said, hey, let's fly this big bird. So he went out there and cranked up that uh, that Aeromaster. My lawnmower, my lawnmower doesn't even start up as quick as that thing. I know. That thing was time. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, I was too. You know. Super smooth. And uh, so Jim took it around, a couple of patch. Oh, got to say that I was a little nervous. You know, because he's this is a big airplane for him, and it's all gas. And of course, he says, "I I want you to fly this one." And I'm thinking, okay. And he immediately looks at me and says, "I took all of the expo out of this one. I had 100, percent but I took it out. It's at 35, so I think you'll be okay." And I thought, very good. You know, (laughs) yeah. You know, I think we we've been flying two. You know, we've been here two weeks, and we've flown with him. You know, a couple dozen or you know, a couple different times. And uh, I think I've, I think he took to heart my point and and has kind of backed off some of these uh, 100% Expo airplanes, and uh, we got down to uh, 35%. So he took off, and it was a beautiful takeoff. You know, came around, he flew it around, did some stuff, and then handed it to me, and I, uh, I took the sticks and wrung it out, as he said. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first flight was a little. Um... It was a little harrowing. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're Jim right. was helping you out. He was. And so uh, we had it in low rates. Right. And I took the sticks and I did a, uh, I climbed up a little bit and it wasn't quite, resp- I did one circle around the pattern and it didn't really respond quite as good. Well, I, but, I, I don't want to say quite as quickly as I wanted like it to respond. Wanted it, right. I usually fly things in a lot higher rates. I don't, you know, move the sticks that much. And so any little, you know. 
smaller movements to me uh, are are the way I fly, but I want bigger control throws. Right. And so I asked him. I, I was coming downwind, basically, but I was in close because I wanted to stay in close. And I said, where's your dual rate switch again? And he says, it's this one. Click. <laughs> and about that time is when I was I was doing something. Like I turned around I was, uh, to see what these guys were doing. And I see Jim goes, yeah, it's this one right here. Click. And I and all of a sudden I hear silence. The airplane was still flying. So this plane wasn't like eight mistakes high. It wasn't. It was about treetop. It was about treetop level. Yeah. On a downwind. On a downwind, on a gusty day, and all of a sudden I hear silence, and I'm like, dead stick! <laughs> um, and it was one of those things where I looked at it, and I'm like, okay, can he make it back to the field? Can he make it a turn onto the field? And I, actually, honestly, I was flying upwind, but not over the runway. Yeah, right. right. So I was actually headed into the wind. I wasn't, I was on the, I, I wasn't on a downwind leg, like I originally said. Uh, normally I fly the pattern, but for some reason when I made the turn, I was kind of like this. You know, it's not turning. I was trying to bring it yeah, back yeah, to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were yeah. just messing with the plane. I just you turned back really... into the wind, so I right. was in the wind, but not over the runway. Right. I was over the the tall grass area, and he flipped the switch, and he immediately goes, "My oh, that was me. That was my fault." <laughs> and then he looks up at his airplane like. I could hear him playing taps in his head, you know. He's kind of like watching the airplane come down. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I felt so bad, you know, because there I got the sticks, and I'm like, okay, okay, I got it, I got it. So all I did was kind of make a slight turn towards the runway. Uh, the wind was blowing heavy enough that I wasn't moving forward very quickly. But, yes, I hey, had. Hey, you know what I learned? What's that? Uh, biplanes don't glide. Yeah, they don't glide very well. Anyway, I, I, I've never seen a biplane glider, so I know why we don't have them. <laughs> yeah, because that out. plane glided like a brick. <laughs> it did. But the good news is, I made the far end of the runway and the runoff. You did, and I hit. You the, touched down in the I runoff. I touched down so, in the runoff. And then you ran over into the grass, and then so it went was, into the tall grass. That was fine. So I think Jim was incredibly happy that uh, we got it on the ground. Uh, I didn't panic and spin it in or anything or try to turn back to the runway. And we actually talked about it because he said, I asked him, I said, you know, well, what what, what, ha- well, if, what, if that was you? He's like, I probably would have turned back to the runway. And I went, oh, yeah, you, uh, made it. you wouldn't have made it. And, you know, you're just not, you don't have enough altitude. I said, if I was a, about, you know, two or three, you know, wingspans further up, I said, I probably could have turned back to the runway. I could have turned directly towards us. But it was low enough that I wasn't quite sure I was going to be able to get that base turn to final if I'd have turned 90 degrees to the runway, where right. if I just kept it drifting, I turned towards the runway, but I just wanted it to drift over to the runway. And the, at that time, the, the wind was steady. It was steady. And, yeah, it wasn't but, gusting. But it was but, brisk, Yeah, and it was steady. So, right. if you, you know, like you said, if you would have turned, you would have been going downwind. Oh, and easily. I, and, it I, been, yeah. and I don't know if that would have helped you much. No, 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 not no. at all. So. And I didn't really want to land downwind anyway. So. No, no. You know, unless you want to make it sporty. Well, but I I just didn't have enough. I was about midway so, down the runway either way. So, so you know what this reminded me of? What's up? Okay, so you remember when we first, you know, I got you into this and you had a simulator. And then when I would come over, That's and true. we'd be playing on the simulator. And yep. so the one guy, so one guy would fly. And the, the F other key. Guy would have the F key control <laughs> of the F key. That's so right. you didn't know when it was going to happen, but you That's were right. going to have a fault, and you had to do like certain maneuvers, 
fault would happen, and then you had to make it back to the runway and land. That's right. And that was that somebody was pressing the fault key on you, the F key on you. Cause yeah, that was actually probably the best training I ever had. Was uh, <laughs> was when that I, I think we were giggling like schoolgirls, and it was a real flight. Right. Uh, thanks to Jim Burke, he designed and uh, and has that company. But uh, I think it was real flight four or five. Yeah, it was, it was one three of the point, ones. three point yeah. five or four point one or whatever it was. And the F key is the failure key, and you don't have it. You have no idea what's going to happen. They just no. program a bunch of random stuff. Random stuff. Wing falls off, totally tail random. falls off, the landing gear won't come down. So sometimes you hit the F key and nothing happened. You'd be like, "What happened?" And you you'd go to put yeah, the yeah, gear your trim down. Trim tab broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh, oh, it's no yeah, big deal. Exactly. <laughs> no big deal. But uh, yeah, at the same time, there were times when the wing would fall off. There were times when Jay uh, would hit the F key so many times before. It was, it was like, how many times can I have failures before I actually crash the airplane and right. got it back to the ground? So it was a race to get back on the ground before Jay could knock everything off the airplane that you know the F key would, would eject. But, yes, you are correct. I think uh, luckily for me, then when it happened, um, you know. Now, that's not, uh, that's not the first dead stick I've seen. I've seen several gas right. dead sticks. Right. And my big Katana S had a dead stick too. I wasn't flying it at the time. Uh, Bryant Mack was flying it, but oh. uh, but he was like, "Ah, oh, it engine quit," and he didn't panic. He just kind of came around and landed. So the bigger the airplane, the better it lands, anyway. So not a scratch. We brought it back. Uh, Jim actually towed it back for us. Yep. It was nice of him. And then because uh, it was way at the other end of the runway, and I cranked it back up and said, "Okay, well now you take it." And uh, I think that's what that's how that happened. So now I actually got to take it off. I took it up, a couple of clicks of trim to get it where I wanted it, and uh, then I just wrung it out. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Jim was like, wow, whoa, wow. Well, that plane's never done that before. <laughs> I think that was one of his comments. Yeah, it was one of his comments, but it was pretty funny. So it flew beautifully and then uh, shot an approach, and which thing that landing was just like smooth as butter. It was a little bit like butter. Yeah, so it lands really nice. Little three point landing because uh, the landing gear sits a little lower and you don't want to bust the prop off. So uh, especially on the grass, and then uh, he fueled it back up, took it back up uh, on his own. So I think uh, I stood behind him. And we talked a little bit about you know flying the pattern and and uh, getting it uh, on the ground. And then he tried to shoot a couple of approaches. Um, got one, you know, got one. He landed. Then you got to try it, I think, too, right? Yeah, you got to fly it. What'd you think? I liked it. I liked it so much that I'm going to build mine. Yeah, because you have the exact same one, just a different color scheme. Right. It's just the plain old white color scheme. Yeah. So, But, no, I was pretty impressed because after seeing that thing fly and, and just the fun you guys were having with it, and uh, like I said, I got to try it, I was like, I have this. It's been sitting in a box. I might as well put it together. Because, yeah. you know, like I said, after losing the P-51 and losing my uh, uh, Comanche, not Comanche, my Cherokee. Oh, Cherokee, yeah. You know. I, yeah, you I, got a big spot on the wall. I, I, got, I, I got two <laughs> two spots on the wall, so I, I figured, what the heck? Let me build that thing. Let me yeah. get it out of the box and put it together. I got I have everything I need, but servos, so I might as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we busted out the rad jet. Oh my gosh, I yeah. had so, so much fun. So with that. you had out of all, I think out of all my planes, like you've flown most of the stuff, but. Mm -hmm. I've had the Radjet for a long time, and I don't think you've flown it before. So. I don't. You had that up in Alaska. Yeah. I think, right? So for whatever I, reason, I think you, you got it right as I left. Yeah, or we so had it up there, and something was wrong with it. Yeah. So for whatever reason, you didn't get a chance to fly uh -huh. it. So uh -huh. um, I was thinking I, I was having a problem getting the battery in, and I figured out that I was putting it in wrong. So anyway, I got the battery back in. Um, we went to go chuck it. We chucked it, 
and we went full throttle, and I think my batteries are a little tired. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of cho- choked on me once yeah. or twice. So, so they would give you three quarters, but no more. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, but three quarters was all I needed. It still was moving. Yeah. I mean, it, it was almost as fast as the wing. Oh, easily. At three quarters. Oh, easily. So I think if I'd have been able to get it all the way up to full full throttle. Oh, yeah. Now, I will tell you that we broke our own rule because there was a problem with that airplane, but I flew it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mainly because I was still at, at half throttle. It's, nothing was wrong with it at half throttle, and I figured, well, it's up there anyway. You know, I, I don't know if we were really going to find anything. The battery, it kind of chirped on me once or twice, so I wasn't really quite sure if it was the ESC yeah. or the battery itself. It, it, I th- I'm pretty sure it's the battery. It may the have been the battery not being able to pr- provide mm-hmm. that much punch. So uh, I was like, yeah, well, I'll just fly it, you know, kind of half throttle. So it was fun. I was doing low passes. I think it went through the grass once or twice. I did some inverted passes. Uh did some real high-speed rolls. Um, oh, and you were saying, hey, this is just like a jet, a little miniature jet trainer between yeah, us. Yeah, a little miniature trainer. Between and the uh, <laughs> Tupwing. Right. Yeah. Doing the, uh, uh, That's right. What's the... Oh, the, ta- the, the, the it's not, called a dairy turn. A dairy turn, Yeah, yes. in one of our previous episodes, I think it was two episodes ago, uh, we were talking about a maneuver that I was doing, and it is, it's by John Derry. He's the military guy that invented it, and uh, you can look it up on the internet. But, yeah, it's just a reverse of course, basically. It's like a figure eight on its side, and you go from one figure eight to the other figure eight. Uh, it's just a half roll to the other direction. Uh, but, yeah, the, the rad jet was doing it pretty well. Uh, and then I got too aggressive and started yanking it around and screwing it all up again. But uh, I thought for once, I was like, well, I almost put it in the ground, but that was okay. Uh, brought it back, landed, threw another battery in there. I was like, hey, you want to try it? And you were like, no, nah, go, go, go fly it again. So because of the success that I had on the last flight, <laughs> I got a little... I got a little happy on this one and uh, started doing low inverted passes. Yep. And uh, this has got, I don't know if, if you guys have ever seen a rad jet. If you haven't, you can look it up on the internet. But it's got two twin uh, tails, right? The yep. two tails that stick up. And uh, I was going through the weeds with those tails. and Deuces drag. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tall uh, grass and deuces drag. <laughs> but I think I it got, says, if you look on the tails, it says that right there. Yes. Beware tall grass. So I was trying to get really low, and uh, I got a little low and started headed towards the grass. And I thought, oh, and I gave it a little push, and I was going to roll up right. And mm-hmm. I was low enough to the ground that when I did my roll, basically the wingtip caught a big weed. And it was like you have these little clumps of grass, like grassy yeah. weeds or whatever, but they're pretty thick. Yeah. You know, it's not like a grass. It's actually it's a, a clump. It's, it's yeah, like but clump it's, of grass. it's got. Well, it's not a clump of grass. It was that big weed that kind of comes out. But anyway, <clears throat> regardless, the wing tip has these py- pylons. Is that what you call mm-hmm. them? They're little po- pylons or pontoons or whatever they are. And uh, anyway, it caught the pontoon. And uh, that's how <laughs> that's how low I was. And it uh, obviously pitched it into the uh, the ground. It cartwheeled twice. Yep. And something went flying off the Fling. back of that thing. Yep. I was just like, uh-oh, we lost something. I thought it was a battery. I thought I ejected the battery. And I uh, got over there, and it turned out to be the, mo- <laughs> the motor <laughs> ejected. I hit so hard that the whole motor case, the, just the outside, though, right? The outside with the prop and everything right. just came right out of the motor. It ejected about, what, six or seven feet away from the accident site. Uh, but the good news is it's EPP, so uh, you had some... No, the good news is that the motor casing was red, bright red. Oh, that's true. It was <laughs> so bright could, red, so you could find so it. So you could see it. 
But, uh, yeah, so I walked out about 10 feet, turned around. I got lined up where the where the airplane hit, and I, you were at where the airplane hit. And I said, okay, we're going to walk together, and we'll probably right, see it. Right. You took I about kinda, five And I kind of just dropped some stuff, and then I looked down. It, you know, yeah, it was right so there. We saw it. it was right there. So, But luckily, you know, the good part about foam as opposed, once again, oh, yeah. to compare this to my P-51, P-51. Done. It was, it was balsa dust. Poof. <laughs> it was balsa dust. This one, it was more of a couple of foam pieces. I think I think we had uh, two small the, the nose, the tip of the nose. Yeah, broke just the off, very tip, the very tip, on the uh, cowling that holds you know holds the battery down and everything. Oh, the canopy, um, the canopy. Yes, yeah, the canopy. The, the tip, uh, of, the tip canopy, of the canopy. Fell the off. tip of the canopy that has that has a magnet on it broke. So that was gluable. And Which is weird. It's like the magnet held, but the canopy came off. Yes, it did, right? <laughs> it's kind of weird. That's a strong magnet. Yeah. Uh, and I think you tore you tore one of the uh, elevons was torn. Right? Uh, correct. Yeah, it, yeah. it ejected. So that that, that was about it. That was like, oh, and the uh, tip tanks. Yeah, the, just the one tip tank. Was, uh, was ripped off. So that, that but was. But, I mean, surprisingly enough, because of the way it hit, it, it wasn't like terrible damage. I mean, I didn't just auger it in. It just. No, 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 no. I was rolling it upright from inverted. No, and I'd, yeah. I just caught the wing tip. I was it was gonna be cool. Had I not hit the grass, it would have been really it cool. It would have been very cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all pilots say. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. In the NT uh NTBS report. <laughs> hey y'all watch this. <laughs> Hold the bear. Yeah, exactly. Uh the good thing was we brought all my glues this time. Yes, we did. Yep. For, so I had for some once out of all you I know, know, right? The, the other times we were out flying. <laughs> Two I, we weeks brought, here and we never had anything to repair it and said, Hey, we brought it out and yeah. actually remembered it. So Yep, so, so I you, grabbed uh, some Gorilla Glue. So once again, we used your, trip, your trick with the Gorilla Glue, which yep. was the water and, yeah. and Gorilla Glue. That's right. Uh, for getting the big pieces, mm-hmm. for putting the Elevon back on, that was just some quick rip. That's you correct. Know, so five yep. minutes holding that, and that yep. was good to go. The The only thing you got to watch out about the quick grip, uh, sometimes if you use a lot of it, like uh, crazy, yeah, it, yeah. it will melt the foam on certain foams. Right. So yeah, you, yeah. for usually for putting back on Elevons and stuff, if you're – light with it, it it'll go on no problem right, that's right. about it um but it's repaired the only other thing that i have to do with it i'll probably put a, a hollow carbon tube through the middle of the foam block the hold that holds you know because i have a stick in there that holds mm-hmm. holds that thing down sure so i'll probably put a carbon tube so i could put something else through the tube because the stick broke and kind of broke through the foam so oh I I'll, see. I'll come okay. up with a, some other yeah. contraption to kind of you know or just put heavier magnets in there it won't, you know, that won't hold. Really? It won't. Dude, you're zipping around at 105 miles an hour. <laughs> That's inverted. Yeah, inverted. So I, I really have no faith in the magnets. The I know. Stock it. magnets. Well, I, I don't blame you. So. Yeah. Well, my punishment for crashing it was to hold it together for yeah, five minutes. Yeah, you had to sit minutes, there for so I had to sit minutes. there for, yeah, it was only about five minutes. But I held it until the Gorilla Glue actually cured. And uh, honestly, we uh, threw the battery back in and I tested it one more time. Yeah. And it flew great. Uh, I didn't even really have to add any trim or anything. Yeah, I figured it would be kind of wonky. Nope. You know, but nope. it really wasn't. Mm-mm. No, it was worked out. And then I I gave you a chance. I tossed it for you, and you flew it around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so unfortunately, the batteries were dying. So you know, I got yeah. to around the pattern. Yeah. But uh, it flew. It flew fine and and landed, and it was pretty great. So yeah. so actually, in one of my other boxes. So if you notice, there was another Radjet on there. It was the Radjet four twenty. Yeah. On there. yeah, 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 on your so radio. It's a miniaturized version of that one. It's no like kidding. a UMX, it's like a UMX size. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, huh. and it flies on a little three cell. <laughs> so imagine that size, you know, oh, UMX yeah, yeah. size of that plane that flies pretty fast. Well, Holy it doesn't smart. fly super fast, but you know, it's uh, it's a miniaturized version. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. 
Actually, you know what we didn't do this week that we should have is put that little uh, fiberglass 50 millimeter thing together. Oh, the last time I was here, I put we like almost the that. whole thing together. Yeah. And now that I was here and had some time to do it, because I was only here for that. a couple days. Now you've you got more experience working with fiber. I do, yeah. Thanks okay. to Spencer. Well, I have uh, some, now, you, yeah. now you mentioned it's sitting right there under the Ah, you know, look at that. Right there. Well, yeah, i got to leave tomorrow. So. Well, well you got to fly your L39 again. I know we've talked about it the last three episodes, but uh, it was your birthday present. And uh, you, today you kind of rung it out. You, yeah. You, uh, you did really good. You uh, took it off, and you actually did some uh, some tumbles. And... Did, did, did a couple of tumbles with your instruction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a couple of tumbles in. Um, landings weren't that bad. No. I, you know, I was pretty much mm-hmm. uh, nailing those. I, my turns are getting better. Oh, yeah. The turns are getting better. Your your pattern work with this thing is getting much better. And I know you cranked up the speed a little bit this yeah. time, too. Yeah. So. so I think you're getting more comfortable with it. and. I think, you know, once I'm gone and not breathing down your neck about wrecking <laughs> the thing, you'll get out there and put it, put it through its paces. I like it. It's, it's, uh, I have to say, folks, this particular plane has, I'm not going to say it doesn't have no bad tendencies, but it, it really has very few minimal tendencies. For what we've been doing and for what it can do, like you said, doing a tumble, doing oh, these yeah, crazy, no crazy you know, stuff. Well, if, if you if you own an Avanti and seen some of the sport jet stuff, this right. is this is the Avanti, uh, you know, electronics and gear and everything. It's just an L thirty nine body, right? And the L thirty nine is actually the large scale R thirty nine. The real air, airplane is a trainer Trainer's as well. And, and like I said, and, uh, that's the beauty of it yeah. because this thing, uh, the stall characteristics are awesome. Oh yeah, they just kind of mush you know, around. It doesn't doesn't snap roll nope. on you. It nope. doesn't do nope. any crazy things mm-hmm. on you. Um, you can slow it way down. I mean, folks. You kind of, you know, get a little scared, you know, like I took it up and I'm like slowing it down, slowing it down, slowing it down, slowing it down. And it's still flying. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So that is really, really nice. That Actually, I think we were down at the Alamo Society. I did a real high alpha pass mm-hmm. with you. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Okay. So, I mean, it, it'll literally I'll not quite stand on its tail, but it'll get pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be fast on the road. It, it does. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't have, you know, like you said, any bad tendencies mm-hmm. that should get you type of thing yeah not not like some of the other jets you know some of the other jets if you're not careful it can you know bite you in a corner and and usually it's the landings right you come in you make Mm -hmm. it a turn you slow down too much and you tip stall sure and this one doesn't do that nope not at all so yeah i'm I'm really liking it i'll probably end up painting it oh yeah well you know because i scratched up uh you know on the the runway down i know the arcs guys arcs guys yeah you put a little scratch on the tip tank but you really can't tell hmm. and actually you know this are, this this paint scheme actually looks pretty good out there uh next to all the greenery that you have so <laughs> <not> like, <laughs> i mean i don't know if i painted like, like green you know green camo because you may uh, lose no, it in the no, trees no, no, but, no, no, no. Um, but yeah i mean it's up to you you can uh, do what you want with it now that you've kind of flown it and kind of gotten used to it and it'll be interesting if you decide to do that i'd love to you know see some of the actually you can post it on our facebook Podcast or a Park Fire Podcast listeners, listeners group, group Facebook page, so you can do that. So yeah, well, that uh, pretty much wrapped up our day. Uh, actually, oh, that take that back. No, 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 Jim no. got to fly again, didn't he? Yes, he did. Oh, oh, so can... his landings have improved. Oh really? You know, I mean, a hundred percent, dude. Hmm. What do you attribute to that? Well, uh, let's just take flying with a Zaggy. Um, Zaggy's a great, a great little uh, little model to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much, uh, 
bring in for a landing is fairly easy in the sense you just kind of set up a glide slope and just let it fly itself to the ground. Right. Honestly. Right. So uh, Jim Jim kind of had a tendency, and I guess it's from flying some of his other models. So he kept wanting to flare that plane. You know, oh, he'd, get, yeah. he'd get it down close to the ground and he'd want to flare it. Yeah. You That's a pilot's reaction, though. Right. right. Yeah. You know, you don't have to flare a zaggy. Just fly it into the ground, you know. And he is a full-scale pilot. Oh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, I can see that. So, <laughs> so like I said, he'd set it up. He'd get this beautiful glide slope, and he'd bring it in. And like I said, he'd get, he would get within, you know, like I said, five feet of the ground. And then it would just go awry. Right. And then, so he, he was either coming in too high, too fast, and then he'd skip the zaggy off the ground. Actually, it was kind of cool. Oh, he'd yeah, he'd the, do a touch he, and go, right? He'd do a touch and go. He'd <laughs> skip it off the ground, yeah. and then the zaggy would pop back in the air. He'd curse a little bit. <laughs> you know, sometimes you'd go around, and sometimes you'd just try to land it, and then right. it would cartwheel or something. Right. Um, but I noticed, since he had some instruction with you and uh, some time with you, this week he was nailing those landings. And I didn't see them all, but I could hear them. Oh, yeah. I mean, his zaggy land. Oh, actually, all, almost all of his landings looked really good. Yeah. So I'm just saying, they just his landings just improved, uh, just tremendously. You think a lot of that has to do with the amount of expo he pulled off his airplanes? Partially, partially. I, I think that's part of it. But I just think, oh, let's put it this way: we flew a lot in the past two weeks. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. You know, and he and Jim came out every single time. So I mean, that's he was true. out there flying with us. You know, and quite, we flew a lot of his stuff too. Oh yeah, he brought absolutely. a lot of his stuff out. You know, so, so he was flying quite a bit. I, I just think the once again, more stick time you have. The, yeah, better, the better you get. And so he was getting a lot of stick time. And, it, I mean, it wasn't like we fly, you know, one week and then we'd, he'd fly with us next week. I mean, we were right, flying right, twice right, or three right. times a week, and he was out there. So, you know, that stuff just adds up, and your muscle memory starts coming back. And, True. You know, and I you just, you just see it in his flying. So I just was, you know, I was surprised and glad and happy, and he was happy. And like I said, uh, when you can hear his landings or not hear his landings <laughs> – you tend near the smack. Yeah, you know, you just hear that yeah. shh, that nice shh yeah. when he lands, and uh, you could just I could just hear how good the landing was. So that was just excellent. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with uh, you know some of the setup that we did. I I retrimmed quite a few of his airplanes. Well, to yeah, fly. that helped. That helped. Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I you know I I, ha- I hadn't seen him fly before. I mean, I this first time mm-hmm. I met Jim this first two weeks. He's he was really super excited. He wanted me to fly a lot of his airplanes, which I appreciate. Oh yeah. I, I you know the, today when we were departing, I told him that how much I appreciated, and I know he's a listener, so I'll tell him again on on the air that you know he was really kind to let me fly a lot of those airplanes. Absolutely. You know, and and, uh, and it was fun. You know, working with him and and giving him some advice and. He he thanked me today too. You know, he says, "Hey, I appreciate all the advice you gave me, and I'll try to remember everything." <laughs> it's like right. good luck. Well, I'm gonna have to give your email and phone number to him so you can. Yeah, sure. So if, you know, if sure. he needs to call you or something, or or shoot you a quick uh, yeah. uh, note. Um, I will say that for his uh, giant Aerostar, I'm uh, Aerostar, Airmaster, Airmaster, or- um, his last landing in that was beautiful. Well, that's because. Uh, the the second to last flight he did was not not oh, as that one. <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that one. Yeah, Jim, we love you, man. That scared everybody. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure, but it uh, it made everybody kind of jump. His heart rate was went up a few beats on that. Well, one. 
just explain it just for our listeners because he he was doing really well, mm-hmm. and you were talking him through a bunch of the landings and you know yeah. things he do to correct yeah. and different approaches. So what yeah. happened? Because I I was kind of relaxing and was kind of semi dozing, <laughs> you know, drinking my soda and eating right. a sandwich. So, well, we were um, you know he was just doing some aerobatic stuff, and uh, I kind of walked him through a couple of maneuvers, and then uh, he basically was trying to shoot the approach and and the wind was a steady state wind mm-hmm. and, and it was pretty stiff too the the wind sock that we have on that field is four rcs but mm-hmm. it was standing straight out it wasn't limp at all right and uh so that's got to be at least what a 10 mile an hour uh you know wind and unfortunately it was coming right down the runway so i i told him you know for for me i use a downwind leg and then when I turn my base to final, I'll either go to idle power, half power, quarter power, or idle power, depending on, you know, what my approach is going to look like. Right. Uh, and then if I need to lose altitude, I do it on the base leg. So I'll actually make a square base leg turn, or I'll make a real wide 180-degree descending turn. And so I was I was telling him that that's really what he should do. Um, and this airplane is yellow, black, and silver. And it's a biplane. And when you get it into the what I call the weeds, which is low enough below the tree line, uh, the black wingtips kind of disappear. And all you can really <laughs> and the nose is actually black, too. So all you can really see is the two yellow things in between the, the wingtips and the right. nose. And I and it, it kind of breaks up the profile. Mm-hmm. And I think I, my personal uh, feeling is that he just kind of lost it in the trees. And it was a little lower than he likes, which is fine. I, I mean, we figured that out later. But at the time, I was just coaching him on how to get it set up because, you know, he's got this gas airplane and he's got this wind coming down. And I'm like, you can't be too high and expect your airplane to land on the runway if you're, you know, midfield and you're still three, you know, 30 feet in the air. It's not going to work. So I was trying to get him to come down lower right, right. and then just carry the airplane into the runway to where it was kind of now sitting in a, a landing attitude, and then he could just kind of come off with the power. But I think he lost it in the trees from a visual standpoint. He didn't know which direction it was going. And he kind of mentioned that to me later. He's like, yeah, I, I can't do those low approaches like that. I have to do it because I can't see, you know, right. into the trees. So um, the other thing is that, you know, Jim and I talked about that a lot of guys flying, and I've, you know, been around, but, you know, some guys will come in at idle power, and then when they see they're not going to make the runway, they just jam the power. They just go full throttle. Well, that's going to make the airplane pitch up, right, because mm-hmm. you've got all that power in there, and it's going to make you start climbing, and you don't want to push the nose over because that's counterintuitive, right. and so you pull the power back out. Well, now you've moved the airplane up to about a 30-degree nose attitude. As soon as you pull the power out, guess what happens? Oh, stall? Yep. Starts wing rocking. You try to correct it with the ailerons. Now you're dragging one of the wing versus the other, and the airplane snaps over on you. And uh, it's usually yes. stall spin right there at the very end. And he was telling me earlier that, you know, he was having some pretty exciting landings because that was happening. So I was trying to get him to do a flatter, you know, kind of a little bit flatter approach, approach or a little right. bit steeper approach. And uh, anyway, he came in, lost it, and I saw one of the wings start to drop, and he did exactly what most pilots would do. He just jammed the throttle, I think. The airplane pitched up, and I think just by virtue of kind of in that panic mode, Mm -hmm. he tried to correct one aileron, and as the wing tried to drop, he his 
his thumb pulled the elevator or the uh, rudder, rudder as well. So now he's got full back stick and full uh, aft elevator, and now he's got introduces rudder. And I will well, say that's on this, a modif- snap on right this here. In a modified plane that that rudder was very, very effective. Oh, it's huge. Yeah. It's massive. I mean, compared to what it normally is, it was yes. a big rudder. It's, it's a big rudder. So, so it was super uber effective. And honestly, to be between you and me and our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't tell anybody <laughs> Don't this. Don't tell anybody. Uh, no, but actually for Jim, I think that that modification is probably what saved him. Because the airplane actually rotated around. I mean, it, it actually did a 180-degree turn with that rudder. <laughs> Which actually was very impressive. Uh, let me tell you, I, I saw that from, you know, not having that information that you just said. I'm just sitting in the chair. I look over my shoulder. I see this plane coming in, this beautiful, you know, beautiful approach. Take a sip of my soda. <laughs> I look back over my shoulder, and all of a sudden, I, the next thing I do is I see the plane rocking. And then it just does this weird maneuver, and it does a 180. Snap. Like, yeah. it just snapped right, you know. And, and well, stood on its tail. And you got, yeah. And you got to understand, folks. The throttle went from, you know, an idle to maxed out, and then this thing did this maneuver. And it scared me because I had my back to it, and I'm, and I'm trying to scramble out of my chair because I had no idea where it was going to go. And that thing snapped around 180 degrees and just flew out, and it, it got instant altitude, and, and he climbed out. Then I look back at Jim and, and Mike, you know, and I could just see <laughs> uh, Jim was uh, he was a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's passed that radio over to me so fast, man. He was he like, "You take it, take little, it, take once, it." Once, once it got up to altitude, yeah, yeah. he he gave yeah. that radio over to you, and then he <laughs> that radio go, ejected in RV. Yep, it? and he kind of went off to the side mm. and just kind of, you know, had a moment, you know. But to his credit, he came back for another landing right after that. Shortly yes, he after did. that, because after you brought it back down, refueled or whatever, he took off. And he brought it. He brought in a su- best landing I've seen him do to date. Yeah. So he actually gave it to me, and I took it around the pattern, and then he kind of walked back over to me, and I said, "Here, let me explain what I was trying to tell you to do." And so I did. I came in, you know, I kind of walked him through the whole thing. I said, "This is what I want to see you do. I want to see you lose altitude here. I want to see you turn to final. Uh, I want to see you know you're, you should be reducing the power into the flare because of this wind." Because if you just pull the power to idle, the airplane is literally going to stop flying forward, and it's just going to start sinking. So you have to have a little power in the wind. Right. Even with real airplanes, mm-hmm. when we fly real, you know, smaller, I fly small Cessna sometimes too with some students. And if there's a big stiff wind, you have to, you know, you can do it with idle power if you have enough altitude. altitude. But if you're dragging yourself in, you're never, you're never going to make it because right. your ground speed is very, very slow. So you're not covering the ground very much, and, and power is the only way you're going to be able to get enough airspeed to cover that right. ground. So with this particular wind, I told him, I was like, if if you had no wind, that wouldn't have happened because you would have just floated on in. But because of the wind, you know, you're sinking, and you see yourself sinking, and you make that correction. So this particular one, I came in, I landed it, I rolled right up to us, but I didn't shut the airplane off. And he said, okay. And he kind of shook his hands. He goes, let me try this again. And I said, okay, we'll do it. He said, but I want to make a, a, a little steeper approach. I was like, not a problem. We can do that. So we basically took off, went around, uh, downwind again. He he kept his altitude. But then when we got on the base leg, he pulled the power you know, off. And then as he came down, he was at a more, uh, a more steep approach where he could see the, the airplane a little bit better. It wasn't right. lost in the trees. And then we uh, 
on the way down the glide slope, I told him, I said, well, okay, remember, don't jam the throttle in. You have to come lower because you're steeper, right? So if you level off, if you level off 10 feet in the air, you're going to have no airspeed and the airplane's going to just kind of fall. So I told him, I was like, just keep it coming down and then just come in with a little power. So he did about two clicks of power. And then as he rounded out, the power kept him moving forward and it just sat right down. I mean, it was just. It was whisper quiet. And it, like you said, it was smooth as butter. Yeah. And he was so excited. It was. It was a beautiful. It was the, it was the best landing I've ever seen him do. Yeah. It was, well, it was fantastic. Well, he did a good job. And it was all him. Yep. I wasn't on a buddy box or on nope. the sticks or Nothing. none of that stuff. He did it all on his own. And uh, I got to I got to give it up to Jim. He's, uh, you know, he listens. And, you know, not that I'm the world's best. I'm sure there's tons of people out there better than me as a flyer. But. Uh, he did listen to everything I said, and, and more power to him. I hope he continues to do that and sees this uh, progression right. and continue, you know, success. continue success. And uh, more power to you, Jim. I know you listen to us, and, uh, man, it was fun flying with you. I appreciate you letting me uh, fly all your airplanes. And, you know, hit us up and let us, uh, you know, tell Jay, and Jay will give you an update on what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I might get an earful yeah. when he comes back. <laughs> You go fly him again. Yep. Oh my gosh, that guy! He was on my ear all the time. <laughs> no, hopefully, uh, hopefully, I gave him some good pointers, and you know, he'll be able to build on that. So, yep. well, we did some other flying with him too. Uh, we, we, did. From, we went from the big planes to yeah. the little planes. We sure did. He finished. Uh, we actually, you did a. Uh, I think on one of our other episodes, we talked about losing the tiny whoop. <laughs> yes, the teeny tiny. Yeah. I don't know how he found it. <laughs> I don't either. And uh, he did mention that he had listened to that particular podcast and thought it was funny. He was like, ah, that was funny that I was giving you a hard time. But, uh, yep, at the very end of the day, we uh, had burned through, through most of our batteries, and uh, Jim had greased his buttered landing in. And and uh, Jay said, well, hey, man, I got a couple batteries for this tiny whoop. I put a headless mode on it, uh, which means that the uh, quad doesn't care which direction it's facing. It will always go forward or always come backwards. Uh, and we uh, let him sit down in the chair and, and try it. And, uh Excellent job. Good job. Yeah. 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 It, it, the big thing with him was just the uh, understanding what the throttle did. Yeah, and, yeah. and I didn't and I didn't yeah. know that. I, I don't know. I just assumed or I thought Jim had told me before that he had a quad. Yeah. And that uh, or he had a helicopter. Right. So I just assumed he had at least the basics down mm-hmm. for how to how to fly one of these things. And I. And I guess that's what caused us to have problems before of almost losing the – well, the whoop is when we, you were flying it. But I'm just saying when, when Jim yeah. was flying it earlier, now I understand why he was having some difficulty flying the aircraft. And when I was giving – when I was shouting at him, you know, what to do because I was running around chasing the little whoop. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, right out, you know, a comedy scene. You know, yeah, sure. That was pretty cool. I'm running around the field chasing this little – That would been a good YouTube channel. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I would yell to Jim or to these guys who were sitting back, you know, uh, back at camp as I'm running cross country after this whoop, what to do or what it was doing. And I didn't realize that he didn't understand or get the concept of going forward and what forward meant to him in airplane terms Mm -hmm. as opposed to a whoop or a helicopter. And. And actually, you and I had a really good discussion about that coming home. You know, yeah. it's just a lot of that is semantics. You know, it is, I mean, you it just got to look at your audience. It it just it was just one of those things that didn't dawn upon me until yeah. after you know everything right. was said and done. Since right. you were sitting there back there talking to him and you explained to him what the difference is or what I was trying to say to him. Um, well, I was able to see when you yelled something. I was able to see what his input was, and it oh, wasn't what, it wasn't what you, you were trying, trying to, to get to across. Him, right. 
So you would say something, and he would do something, and right, it, I'd it, say forward. Yeah, go and he forward. would go. He would go higher because he was forward on the on the throttle, not the the elevator. Right. <laughs> and, and it's just, and I can and, see and how so it was just, happen, yeah, it's just, right? it was an easy misunderstanding, yeah, but yeah. It, it was a lot easier when some, you had a third party sitting there. Cause if it's just the two of you, holy crap, you know, how, you're like, dude, come back and sit down. What the heck? You know, how you're doing this and this and this. And he's like, well, I'm doing what you told me to. No, you're not. Yes, you are. So it was good to have a third set of eyes there to yeah. actually see it. Cause once I saw it, I go, Oh, you got to understand when he says forward, he means this stick, not right. the throttle. And I think by just putting all of that together and then having a conversation with you, and, and then Jim did incredible today. He flew that tiny whoop. Right. So right. I, I guess everything kind of came together today. Yeah, it did. Right? Yeah. So, you know. For like all of us. I for, all, for all the practice or a couple of times we've been practicing with these little tiny whoop, with the tiny whoop. So today really, it really came together. Like sure. you said, I put that headless mode on there. Yeah, I think um, that helped so out. So that he didn't, since he was flying it visually, he wasn't under the hood or flying mm-hmm. FPV. He was just he was just trying to get down the basics of flying right. the quad. Um, that that headless mode was perfect oh, because yeah. you know he could understand the relationship of what the throttle does, you know, for controlling it as moving forward or backwards, up mm. down. You know, the throttle is important because even though you push forward on the sticks and you may go forward a little bit, you still need the throttle to provide the thrust to move you forward. Right. So. Like I said, all of a sudden you can see that the tumbler started clicking in his brain, and and he got it. So we 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 had we had an ant mound and, a, and an airplane that were sitting out there, and I just said, "Hey, keep it between the plane and the ant mound, right there in front of us." And by the time we got through our I don't know fourth battery, yeah. he started he started getting that throttle control down, and the next thing you know, he was holding it steady in the wind, in that gusting wind. That's true. And he, you know, it started really clicking. So it won't be too long before he'll, he's going to be getting this and we can start racing in the house. Yeah, that's that'll be interesting. You'll have to uh, do a whole whole series on that, too, I think. You got to start racing. And I think it was one of our projects. We were supposed to build a bunch of little. Uh... We... Come on. There was we had so many projects. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And, you know, unfortunately, here we sit and our yeah. hour is up and, Oops. you know. Holy smokes! Well, I just know? dropped the what the parts to that project. Yeah, that's right. For the little yeah, gates, the my, little, little, uh, my little regulators to, to yeah, turn do the lights the power. on. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, hours up already. I know it's crazy, dude. It's been fantastic having you down here in Texas. It's been great. as always. Time goes too quick. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think we were talking about it. too bad you didn't live down the street. On the other hand, it's a good thing you don't live down the, down the street because we <laughs> would not get, get anything done. done. Our wives would be yeah. bitching at us. Yeah, I could already true. hear it. You know, is Michael over at your place? Is yeah. Jay over there? No, yeah. no. Where are those guys? I know, right? You know, they're out at the field. So, oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. I, Actually, Jim said that today. He goes, "Oh, I got to call my wife because she gets a little nervous when I don't get home." But oh yeah, we kept it out all day today. We did. Yeah, we which is kind of why I look like a lobster. You look beautiful. I uh, thank you. I, you have a nice glow about you. And plus, you know, it, it got a little cool this evening, and the heat radiating off of you is just kind of, it warms me. It warms the whole <laughs> it room. Does. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah, I know. Like a little hot spot in my house. It's, you know, and it's crazy because, like, I can run around Arizona, and I don't really don't get burned, you know. But I, th- I think it was just because the sun was out today. You and- know, it's kind of funny. You remind me of, uh, like, somebody from New England. Who would just come down here or something? Yeah, you, exactly. Uh, I don't know how it got. You so live much in the sunshine state. I mean, come on. Yeah, but how many I don't days, know. I, how many I guess days I of contiguous sun sunlight do you get in your state? Yeah, like almost three hundred and fifty yeah. days. <laughs> 
I don't know. This year maybe a little less because we got ten inches of snow earlier this oh, year. Oh yeah, that was crazy. So, but um, but yeah, that's that's insane. So, but buddy, I I'm gonna sorry to see you go. Yeah, it's uh, been a really quick uh, trip, and uh, man, I can't believe it's over, and I got to go all the way back. Before you know it, maybe I'll come back down. Okay, uh, you're always welcome. In, in, you know, my mom loves seeing you. I know it, and it's good news too. Your mom actually uh, update on her; she got uh, cleared from the doctor, so she can drive now. She can drive. She's in a good <laughs> health. Although she doesn't have a truck, Mike and I destroyed. <laughs> I know it. we destroyed the truck. Uh, something with the transmission, so she's gonna have to get eh. that looked at. But. Eh. Uh, but, yeah, she's uh, doing well and uh, up and around and cooked us some great meals. I think I gained 50 yep. pounds while I was here. And, uh, it was good food, good good people, good times. I appreciate Jim being a good sport and let us talk about Absolutely, him on the, on the podcast. Absolutely. Poor guy. We're actually talking. How weird is it to be listening about to yourself, you know, to the podcast the and we're talking about you? <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing to talk about each other to our face, but we're talking about some other guy. It's kind of strange. But, um, and, you know, Bill and, and his group down there, uh, Bill Surratt and his, uh, his group at Alamo Radio Control Society did a great job hosting us. I appreciated all yep. that time. Uh, we did that podcast, uh, two weeks ago on them. And I know we we're supposed to have, uh, you know, some other stuff, um, while, while we were together and, and I guess we, we mentioned that in the last two weeks ago when the podcast uh, came out, but, uh, Philip actually was down in Miami and uh, I think we're going to have him on as a guest, so that that will cover that because we were supposed to have him on this week, and you know we didn't get you and I didn't get a chance to get to him because I think he was traveling right. back to his place. But we'll uh, we'll touch base with him and talk about his uh, little event. He went to a World War World War One, yeah. So they had all of the World War One airplanes, and he got to do uh, four four interviews down there with some guys. So nice. Uh, we'll get his um, take on uh, his little event down there in Miami and talk to him uh, here probably in the coming weeks. And, uh, yeah, back on uh, mass summer's almost here. Holy smokes. It is. It is here. Spring is here. Yeah. Summer's, summer's right around here. the corner. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So, hey, make sure that, uh, you know, our, our listeners can always go to our uh, our Facebook page and they can see some of our antics and some pictures of us out of the field or down at at the arcs field yeah so. that's true um actually you know it was kind of funny uh one of the things that happened on our uh, listeners page is uh i think one of our listeners posted a picture of his hobby room oh yeah so we had a couple of guys that were posting pictures so we love that kind of thing uh you if you've got photos of your airplanes or your flying fields or whatever it is that you have a photo of go ahead and uh go to the park flyer podcast listeners group on uh the facebook and post your picture. Let us comment on it. Let's see what you're doing. Summertime's coming around, so I, I know Philip and his little group up there. The snow's melting, and they're starting to get out, uh, you know, more. And and so this summer, when let's see what you built, yep. right? Let's uh, let's see that, and uh, let's see what your flying field looks like, and what your hobby room looks like. We can actually send you a photo. I got to get back home so I can have my hobby room built. <laughs> more on that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a project. I'm. I'm in the middle of, so. Well, man, it has been a fantastic time. I'm really sad to uh, pack up and leave tomorrow, but, uh, yeah, i got a flight that goes out in the morning, and, and I'll be back home. So, hard to believe. It is, bud. Well, once again, it's gonna. I'm going to miss you. Mm-hmm. Wish you could stay, but uh, I'm sure the wife would want you back. So. Yeah, I'm sure. She's already texted me. When are you coming home? So, but. 
I have to actually, believe it or not, before we go, I have to thank them, too, because I know they're both listeners as well. And, <laughs> and they put up with a lot. Your wife put up with a lot, you know, just us kind of trupsing all over her place and taking over her room and oh, you know, yeah, we staying up late. Over, we definitely have encroached upon her yeah, territory. I know, and she's been a, a good sport room. about it. So. Well, it's because she likes you, so we've got a history. <laughs> we do have a history. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we go back quite a ways now. I mean, every year it gets like, wow. Well, no, dude, you come over here and then you like you fix my doorknobs. <laughs> That's you know, true, dig too. A yeah. ditch, you do whatever. Yeah. And my wife's like, oh, Mike, he, he just comes here for a day or two and he digs a ditch, but you, know, you don't <laughs> dig a ditch that needs to be dug. <laughs> huh. Well, it's always nice that you let me stick around and stay. <laughs> so I figure at least putting one or two items together doesn't hurt, so. Well, we are on our way out, yep. and uh, I guess we'll see you in two weeks uh, for our next podcast. Um, it's been great. And uh, from Michael here in Arizona. And Jay from the hills of Texas. We'll see you in two weeks. Let's fly. You have been listening to the Park Flyer Podcast. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review, and feel free to email us your questions topics, or suggestions to parkflyerpodcast at gmail.com.